0: So I listened to a podcast, and uh, now I'm obsessed with something they call black balls. <laughs> Wait a minute, and uh, I will explain that. So please, there's,
1: because there's a term. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, it's not that. What is blackballing? Like being banned. Being banned. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, but they're talking about coming up with new technologies in the like. Some scientists might discover something that is so dangerous that it could, like, end civilization. Mm -hmm. So he's describing, like, every time we let scientists go, like, unchecked and just invent whatever the hell they want, they're, like, blindly pulling balls out of, like, a ball pit or whatever. And they just happen to have not pulled a black ball. Like, a a thing that has the potential of, like, destroying society. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: You look... I'm just trying to grasp everything you're saying here.
2: No, I I, I get what you're saying. It, it's sort of a weird
0: metaphor, there, but there
2: there was a scientist a Russian scientist, go figure he's Russian. There is like some tundra or glacier in Russia that melted and they found a prehistoric virus. And this guy injected himself with the virus <laughs> just to see what happens. Like that's how a lot of eighties horror movies start. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're gonna find that like black ball that tears us down, yeah.
0: But like nuclear, they don't, he doesn't consider that a black ball because not everybody in his garage can like mine uranium and build a nuclear bomb. It's like you need like a big government to do it. And so it's not an obvious black ball. But if you figured out like a way to create nuclear fusion based on like hydrogen, because hydrogen is everywhere Mm -hmm. that like anybody in his garage could build. Like what are the odds that nobody's going to do it? Like once that information is out there, we're all fucked. So that's, like, a black ball, a a way that to use, like, what you could buy at Walmart to build the fusion bomb. If that was possible, that would be a black ball. Or they're talking about, like, DNA editing and, like, virus stuff. Like, there's a thing called CRISPR. It's been on the news here and there about editing DNA. And they have companies where you can – just anybody can, like – order a DNA splice operation for a couple hundred dollars and they'll do it. Having the DNA, I mean, it's – you still have to know science to do shit with the DNA. But like that's getting close to like a black ball. Like if like millions of people had this CRISPR technology in their garages, like how are we going to prevent – it only takes one – to come up with like a deadly virus that just spreads everywhere. Like, how the hell are they going to prevent that? So, they have to do something to. They won't let everybody own a CRISPR machine, obviously, but they should be like preventing these companies from doing that. Uh, but so I got obsessed with this idea of black balls, <laughs> which.
2: <laughs> when you say it like that, when you say it like that, it makes it so much more non-scary, I guess. Um, or equally scary. I don't know.
0: But, uh, um. So then I was thinking about uh, – he wrote Black this, balls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy wrote a book. For this professor – he was on Sam Harris' podcast. He's talking about black balls. Uh, and that's his metaphor for like deadly technologies that, that we should What a metaphor prevent.
2: to pick. Black balls. <laughs>
0: Yeah, So I was thinking about, like, how would society prevent these black balls? And so one one way is, like, offense. Like, anybody who has a CRISPR machine, murder those motherfuckers. Like, we cannot allow this technology out. Anybody who has a degree where they could learn this deadly thing, murder them or watch them 24-7 or, like, intense government tyranny monitoring the whole planet. That's one way to do it.
2: You get the CRISPR, take DNA slicing, turn them into cats, use Kurt's idea, cat repellent, (laughs) problem solved.
1: (laughs) Would there be a way to trace the origin of where the black ball came from? Like, Um, Well,
0: it would depend on what it was.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We all have the capability of murdering someone at any given moment, and... Yeah. Here we are, not murdering people.
0: But, like, I mean, we have, like, school shooters. Like, if, if you allow millions of people to own guns, some motherfucker is going to shoot up a school eventually. If and you like, don't
1: allow them to own guns, they're still going to shoot up a school. Or stab I a bunch of you. people or something. Yes,
0: absolutely. But, like, we can't allow millions of people to own CRISPR machines and, like, fusion building materials because they could just— I wouldn't one- know what to do with it.
2: I'm going to go buy what <laughs> So okay, I'm going to hop right on the internet right now.
0: I
1: wouldn't be smart enough to turn I the mean, damn thing I'm on. I wanna, so.
2: I'm going to figure something. That's how I will clone my wrestlers for Jurassic Park. And then it won't have to be anime. It can be real.
0: <laughs> so I want to get to my idea. So I was thinking about defense from these black balls. And so the most common ones would be like nuclear or virus. I mean, there could be other things like the... Um, they call it gray goo like a or like the black hole machine or whatever that we can't really do anything about, but we could defend ourselves. You could build a bunker or a doomsday bunker or whatever to defend yourself against either a virus or a nuclear attack so, so some of them people can defend themselves through just hiding somewhere uh but I don't like the idea of doomsday bunkers because for one, not everybody in the world can own. A doomsday bunker in the middle of nowhere. Like, if everybody wanted nobody within five square miles and have a bunker, like, we can't, there's not enough land in the world to keep people spread out, like, separated from everybody to where you won't catch a virus or whatever. So, I mean, a few people can build a, a bunker somewhere on a bunch of land in Montana, but like, that's like hundreds or thousands of people. It's not a feasible solution for everyone. The other thing is, I wouldn't trust the guy who sold me the Doomsday Bunker that it'll actually work because pretty much everybody who sells anything is a liar and a thief (laughs) (laughs) unless you can prove them otherwise in any field like nutrition, diets and like things where it's not obvious if a thing works or not. It's just full of scam artists and assholes and like people who maybe have good intentions but they're idiots. They don't know how to build a bunker that's resistant to radiation because it's some guy with a beer gut and a Bible and like uh, fourth grade education or whatever. Like not saying they're all like that, but a lot of them are. (laughs) So, I mean, how do you know of the guy selling you the doomsday bunker if it's really resistant to radiation or fire, nuclear bomb attack, whatever? And so my idea resolves this problem. I call it the apocalypse tiny house. And so before we get to the tiny house, let's say you had like a radiation resistant suit. Like when they go to like Fukushima in in Japan, you can like take a tour. They can put you in a suit and you can go to the radiation zone and walk around in a suit and you have like a radiation meter. You could buy a suit and you could go to like the doctor and stand in an x-ray machine and you could test to see if that suit is leaking radiation. Just at the doctor's office, you could do the same thing with a tiny house. You could build like a warehouse somewhere where you can just wheel the tiny house in every year or two, get it tested with the x-ray machine to see if it's leaking radiation. uh, So you could like prove that it worked. Same thing with fire, like for a nuclear bomb attack, you could have like a car wash, but with fire instead of water. Just (laughs) just (laughs) fire. Sounds like hell. Uh, And then, like, if it burns your tiny house down, you get a refund. (laughs) You wouldn't be in it at the time, hopefully. That sounds like a cool music video.
2: It does, yeah. (laughs) Like a a 1980s metal Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, the fire wash. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and, and you could have, like, things, like, that recycles the air so you're not getting, like, the air from outside. Test that.
1: And you're just, like, in this little house forever and ever.
0: Well, at least, you know, it kind of works. And so, I, I mean, it depends on the scenario. If it's a virus, maybe a year until the virus, like, goes away. Everybody dies or enough people die. Like a flu virus. I mean, it's like a seasonal thing, like the 1918 pandemic. Like you could stay in your bunker until 1919 and then you could come out and you'd be fine. Like, yeah. So that's the basic idea is that not only would you have a tiny house that's, like, built to survive a doomsday scenario you have like a testing warehouse that you could wheel it in and actually test it
1: like um what do they call those things pods
2: yeah yeah (laughs) could you custom make your own apocalypse tiny house like could you like have like certain upgrades or whatnot you know like surround sound in there
0: sure yeah why not
1: i hope so man if i gotta spend a year in there i want everything
0: and then um one thing that i wanted to add there's a thing i read on the internet I think they're calling it the Tetris effect and it's basically has to do with the internet and how basically Tetris has been around forever, the game. Mm -hmm. Like there was like a world record that between like 1995 and 2005 Mm -hmm. didn't really change much. But then once the internet came around and people could like video themselves playing Tetris and compare and like compete against each other, all of a sudden like the world record just skyrocketed. I believe you, that. You could do that with like doomsday tiny houses because there would be all these facilities testing them and all these different companies making them and they would all be showing their videos on how it works on the internet and like you'd be creating an industry that would be fierce competition, evidence-based and you could have the Tetris effect but for doomsday bunkers, <laughs> <laughs> they would they would just get – We'd have
1: to have – Insanely some... better – some like, really out of hand uh people with them uh what the hell did you call them?
2: Black balls. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I have to have black balls everywhere.
2: A third black ball even.
1: <laughs> black balls just hitting you in the face yeah,
2: yeah. and around the chin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a repellent spray yeah. for black balls, like back to your
1: I'm open minded, man. What if I want what if I want a little black ball in my life?
2: There you go, yeah. <laughs> 2019 the man
1: 2019
2: man the hell (laughs) as long as it isn't the black shadows i think we're okay
0: but uh do you think it's a good idea do you think people would buy the uh apocalypse tiny houses i
2: think they would i think they
1: would definitely like it, it just you know thinking about it right now you know them survivalist types that's always kind of um been inspiring to me like I think it's not a bad idea to tell you the truth. So something like that, yeah. I mean, if there was a need for it, and I had enough money, you know, that's the thing. They you would know.
2: buy it. I mean, yeah. Because like you said, like it's
1: either people with enough money or enough land that are doing bunkers,
2: or enough crazies, yeah. or enough crazy, yeah.
1: Combination of all three or two of the three, exactly. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Like I said, I don't think it. I don't. I don't trust the man. <laughs> so I definitely. Don't think it's a bad idea at all. I know? think
2: you get rich because there are always people who believe the world's going to end. Yeah, for, for, for some sure. reason or another. Yeah,
0: probably more and more as time goes on.
2: You You're going to be a very rich man, Tom.
0: <laughs> I like the idea that there are crazies in their bunkers hiding away because eventually something crazy is going to happen to the world, like a meteor or a virus or who knows what it's going to be. But I'd like to think that some crazies are going to survive. I mean, I don't know if I want to live in a cave just in case, but I like the idea that some people are.
1: Well, and that's the other thing with a a bunker as opposed to a tiny house is a bunker. You can't really see it. You know I mean? You can camouflage the top of it pretty easily, you know, and.
0: Well, hopefully, yeah, I see your point. I mean, you could, this is on wheels. You could Move it somewhere remote, hopefully.
1: Hopefully. Ideally, right?
0: And the, the other thing is hopefully there's a lot of them, so it's not as rare. Take the pressure off of the people with the bunkers. If there's millions of these all over the place, then there won't be as many people pounding on your door to get in if they're just all over the place.
2: When it starts to rain black balls.
0: <laughs> it starts to rain black <laughs> balls, yeah.
1: I just want to dip my chicken wings, man. <laughs> I want to walk down the street and eat chicken wings. Like a goddamn American.
0: You'd be, like, in your bunker and (laughs) you'd realize that you only have the wrong type of branch dip things and you'd be like, no. It's not fair. (laughs) Like the guy who cracked his glasses in the Twilight Twilight Zone.
2: zone Great, great (laughs) episode, by the way.